Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hi, the internet has been super glitchy today, so I want to get this out before the internet goes down again. I've got to talk about our Patreon page at Patreon.com slash Bob Show. And of course, you know, this podcast is almost entirely fueled by our Patreon subscribers, and we are so immensely grateful for that support. And if you want to join that club, if you dig what you hear today, please consider signing up for $5 per month on our Patreon page. Not only are you going to get access to the Shadow Docket shows twice per week, but you're also going to get to download the Patreon app. You're going to be able to comment under each episode, and you can even post your own blogs in the member posts tab as well. Plus, you'll be supporting this fully independent podcast as we guide you through the chaos of our politics. So get going. Again, that's bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash bobseskashow. Take your pick, and now let the cartoons begin. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Oh, yes. I hate this. It is revolting. More? Please. The Bob Seska Show. Former Nation's Capital, it is Tuesday, September 19, 2023, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi there, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 972 of the Biden-Harris administration, 411 days until the 24th presidential election. You can find me on Threads and Instagram. This is important. Threads and Instagram. My handle is the Bob Seska. Twitter, for now, Bob Seska underscore go. Spoutable Bob Seska. Patreon page, bobseskashow.com. And sitting right over there, it's Buzz Burbank with the news. When you say Buzz Burbank, get off me. You said it all. Yeah. Man, oh, God. I'm, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Lauren <laughs> Bobert was trying to grope me. <laughs> How you doing? Uh, well, I'm, I guess I'm okay. Uh, hi, hi, everybody. He's Bob. Uh, I'm Buzz. And it's very unlikely we'll pardon ourselves. <laughs> God. Uh, and now, in hindsight, I, I don't know which was more disgusting. Uh, Lauren Boebert groping her date in the theater or NBC's Kristen Welker groping Trump. I can't... <laughs> Really tell. Uh, now, so the judge in the J6 case mm-hmm. is thinking about slapping a gag order on Trump. Yeah. Uh, that that seems fair. He's been making us gag for eight years. <laughs> I know I it. I want to tell you. Yep. Uh, I, I love getting this kind of political insight. Mm-hmm. Uh, political experts say that if Kevin McCarthy plays his cards right, he can get fired in time to open a spirit Halloween. I think that's... <laughs> Encouraging for him. Uh, and surveys, and you know this, Bob, surveys of Democratic voters show most of them would rather have someone other than Biden 
as their presidential nominee. Yeah. Uh, What's telling, I think, is that same survey shows that most of them also want ice cream for breakfast. (laughs) Chocolate cake. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, Mitt Romney uh, says he tried to warn Mitch McConnell that (laughs) the January 6th rioters planned to burn down Mitch's house. Yeah. He says McConnell failed to respond. Hmm. Oh, so that's when it started. <laughs> not responding. Uh, well, now uh, the 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 auto workers. I explain it, you drain it. But uh, now the now the auto workers are on strike, yeah. and and we learned this week that one of the big three automakers. I didn't know this. Did you know this? Yeah. One of the big three automakers is is called the name of the company. It's Stellantis. Really? Yeah, Stellantis, or or as Trump calls it, Stellantimonious. <laughs> Here we go. Another week of shows. Won't you come see Mitt Romney? He's all alone. The scenting, you know it, baby. Tells us his troubles and doubts. Voting removal, yeah, taking him out. And don't you forget Mitt Romney. Don't, 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 don't. Don't you forget Mitt Romney. I said a Rocky Mountain Mike for tears. Outstanding. Rocky Mountain Mike. Rocky MNZ and Mike on Twitter kicking us off with that, yeah. that gem, yeah. that classic. Romney announced his political career would end after the 2024 election. Uh, and that's the first time Romney's career has ended since the time it ended in 2012. <laughs> so, Get an extra rim a, shot for that one. Bonus yeah. joke there for Rocky Mountain Mike. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and in fact, Romney revealed he was paying $5,000 a month for security to protect his own family from his party's yeah. own voters. Yeah, I know, right? So in that regard, I don't blame him one bit. And, no, you know, well. here at the top of the show, i got to mention, too, that uh, we're barely operating here because the Internet's been going up and down and up and down. And Yeah, it's the sound of Xfinity, providing flawless Internet service to all of its customers. Thank you, Xfinity. And by thank you, I mean something else. With any with any luck, this uh, this show will be released on time. <laughs> or <laughs> has right. been released on time. Yes, we'll have it out by Thanksgiving, I'm sure, at this rate. So, uh, meantime, uh, Lauren Boebert and her now ex-date are trash. You yeah. know, Paul Simon, Paul Simon, the, yeah. the singer, you know, Simon and Garfunkel. Paul yeah. Simon was right uh, in Kodachrome when he said everything looks worse in black and white. <laughs> Uh, because that's that true. black and white footage of Lauren Bo, man, that's and and somebody's like begun to clarify the picture. It's a little blurry, and yeah. it's gotten sharper over that as as uh, people have treated it over the past few days. AI, you know, photoshopped it or whatever. Yeah, and uh, it's gotten more clear and come more into focus. And the more uh, it comes into focus, the more ill we get. <laughs> that's true. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's career-ending behavior. Obviously, there's a gigantic heaping dose of uh, hypocrisy in all of this, but yeah, we're in the post-hypocrisy era, aren't we? Well, it's not. It's not like she wore a sweatshirt into the Senate. You know, I mean, <laughs> right? Which is a whole nother, yeah, yeah. I mean, so while 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 Republicans and Fox News, by the way, has not covered this Bobert thing at all. Yeah, not not at all. It's too embarrassing. Uh, and and they've just stayed away. I, mean, I think they initially mentioned they 
uh, mentioned the initial incident, you know, when they uh-huh. first heard that she'd been kicked out of the theater for bad behavior. But when the details started coming out, Fox was like, what? No, we haven't heard anything. And they, you know, did their <laughs> usual lies about other stuff, about Biden and everything else, and completely ignored that. Meanwhile, uh, Republicans are losing their spadoinkles, I believe is the term, be- because because uh, John Fetterman wore his sweatshirt uh, onto the Senate floor <laughs> instead of a suit and tie. Yeah. Uh, you know, so this is where we are. Yes, yeah, it's no wonder the American people, American voters are going indiscriminately bananas these days. It's just a, an ongoing series of distractions and obfuscation away from the real problem, which is, of course, well, there are a couple of big problems that we face sure right are. now that we keep talking about, fascism and the climate crisis. And what I'd really like to get into is Trump's appearance on Meet the Press, because this is a, a great example of just how ridiculous our traditional television news media has become. Yeah, and that's what the subject should be. I mean, yeah. I, I know we're going to uh, go over, you know, try to counter some of the lies that were told because yeah. those lies do need to be countered. But it, you could almost take a shortcut and say it was all lies. Next topic, yeah, and 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 make that next topic the about the media and the media's handling this. I am so disillusioned, yeah, in in the media in general, NBC most specifically, and even to a large degree MSNBC. Yeah, I've just about had it with media. The thing is, the aforementioned fascism and climate crisis, the movement yeah. towards solving these problems is right. so incredibly undermined when right. institutions like Meet the Press normalize the guy who's responsible for exacerbating both fascism and the climate crisis and treating him as though we're still back in the 1990s and Republicans and Democrats disagree in good faith on issues or whatever. That's long gone. And I think the uh, first thing that tipped me off was that conversation. There were clips going around beforehand of Andrea Mitchell talking with Kristen Welker yes. about the interview and using terms like Trump drew a strong contrast between himself and Joe. Biden. Like, what are you talking about? This guy's a tyrant who, if he gets elected, he's not going to leave right. office. And you're right. talking about contrasting himself on the issues with Joe Biden. That is nonsense. Nonsense these days. Well, not only is the media. Well, first of all, I wanted to comment on what you said about uh, how it's no longer, and it's, you're absolutely correct, it's no longer about uh, traditional Republican ideals versus traditional Democratic ideals. Yeah. It's about it's about idiots and assholes saying that, uh, that was the name of our first album, by the way, it was Idiots and Assholes. I remember. Uh, they, yeah. uh, it's because of them, uh, you know, this has been, it's been couched as the same thing. Yeah. Uh, because of these idiots and assholes, we're having arguments over the color of the sky. We're having yeah. arguments, and not, not literally, I'm speaking figuratively here. We're having arguments over the most basic of truths. Mm-hmm. We're, we're having arguments over science and fact and reality and numbers and everything else uh, because somehow opinions and feelings have superseded facts and numbers uh, and, and, and history. Yeah. Uh, it's no longer about Republican versus Democrat. The problem is Americans, most Americans, Bob, don't know that. Most Americans still think that this is, well, it's, they're both bad. It's, uh, they're still, it, this is just politics. They're both just arguing back and forth. Yeah. This is all performative. They don't, most Americans don't realize the fascist threat. They don't, they, they don't want to hear it. They still think we're crazy for mentioning it, honestly. Yeah, I think part of it has to do with the fact that the press is terrified of characterizing 
the stakes of our elections, the stakes of our politics as having right. anything to do with fascism. I think they right. view that as being unserious, which is one of the reasons I, uh, I tweeted yesterday. We're in this dangerously awkward place, one, where fascism is one election away, and two, where regular voters don't want to hear that fascism is one election away. And that was, I think, more directed uh, not necessarily at voters, but at the traditional television news media, some uh, you know obvious uh, papers of record in the print news media and online where the whole concept of warning about fascism is just seen as unserious, so therefore a lot of voters don't see it as a serious uh, issue in the upcoming elections, plural. I suspect that what's left in the mind of Andrea Mitchell yeah. uh, b believes that this really is Republican versus Democrat and that both sides need to be given a fair airing. I think yeah. that in, in what's left of Andrea Mitchell's mind, I think that's <laughs> what she thinks. Uh -huh. I don't know what to think in the case of young Kristen Welker. Uh, I know that she was one of the uh, people uh, who dined with Trump's people ah, the at pudding, a, pudding a, a steakhouse in Milwaukee called Rare. Uh -huh. uh, uh, even uh, journalists that I had so much respect for, I, I had so much respect, uh, still, in spite of the books and everything, so much respect for Robert Costa, formerly of the Washington Post, Mugsy. now with CBS yeah. News. Mm -hmm. uh, man, I really, he was so helpful with his reporting on Trump and had been so helpful to know that they would die with these people, break bread with these people, laugh with these people, and accept little token gifts from these people like pudding cups for Ron DeSantis and, <laughs> and, a, and a DeSantis oh bingo card uh, for the debate. Uh, just the fact that they would entertain uh, the idea of uh, having dinner with Trump's uh, worst henchmen, uh, you know, secretly on the night before the debate uh, is just disgusting. And and I, I wonder, like I said, I, I know what's I think I know what's going on in, in the mind of Andrea Mitchell. I can't speak for what's going on in the mind of Kristen Welker and the other so-called journalists who were at that table. Yeah. And the fact that the fact that, you know, we all have kissed Rachel Maddow's ass for a lot of years now, and she has been, like Robert Costa, extremely helpful. But she now makes $30 million a year and doesn't care anymore about mm. uh, about taking on her network. There was a time when Rachel was younger that she would have taken on NBC for what they did with Meet the Press. And, and Kristen, well, you, just when you thought there couldn't be any, anybody worse than Chuck Todd, along comes somebody worse <laughs> than Chuck Todd. Yeah. Uh, uh, but 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 I you know if if Rachel and Lawrence and MSNBC if they're not going to speak out against what's happening here then they are part of the problem too yeah. and if that's the case then I just I'm sorry I never thought this day would come I give up on the media uh, there are only and, and, and corporate media I yeah, still trust yeah. some independent media yeah it's uh, with Rachel Maddow I certainly understand and and you know what you can include Lawrence O'Donnell in this I am yes, a I did, gigantic yeah. fan of of both of them and they are in this unenviable position of having to be team players while all at once critiquing some of this kind of crap. And in this case, they decided, and I don't even know if it's them. There may have been, uh, you know, someone higher up saying, hey, 
don't talk about this because right now, Kristen Welker and Meet the Press are getting Rachel. completely flamed all over social media. I know, and and I'm glad. And maybe maybe Rachel isn't needed at this point, but yeah. Rachel has the power that no one else has. Yeah. Rachel yeah. can walk into the office of the president of MSNBC and say, either we fix this or I'm out of here. Yeah. yeah. Either either I get to talk about this or I quit. Mm. They can't afford for her to quit. She has the power to fix this, but she's, I think, more interested interested in protecting her $30 million a year salary. What is the Rachel Maddow podcast about the rise of fascism in the 1930s? Oh, it's a wonderful series. I, I Honestly, it is. I loved her podcast series, Ultra. Ultra. U-L-T-R-A, yeah. Ultra. Yeah. And it was about, uh, yeah, it was about how American lawmakers sold out to the Nazis in the 1930s. And uh, we, we nearly, uh, you know, this, this government nearly fell back then. Yeah. Well, uh, you can draw a direct parallel between yes. that and normalizing an American fascist Donald Trump. Yeah. God, in the most prestigious news program on television. Formerly. Uh, for, well, I formerly, it, yeah, I, but I mean, I, generally they, speaking, they, through the decades, it's been known as that. So, in, in my mind, they either need to get a new moderator in there right away, which they're not going to do, or shut it down, which yeah. they're also not going to do. Meet the Press is no longer an institution. Yeah. It's dead. The thing that drove me the most nuts about all of this is the fact that this was a pre-recorded interview. Yes. And what they chose to do was to air that interview without any fact checks interspersed within that edit. So they Real had time, days, yeah. or I don't know how many days, I don't know exactly when three, they recorded three the interview. Three days. Three days. They had three days to edit this thing in which they could have included an ongoing series of fact checks. They could have superimposed things on the yeah. screen. Kristen fucking Welker could have spoken up. Uh, and and uh, contradicted him, uh, certainly way yeah. more than she did. And by the way, for the rest of the show, I'm just going to call you Mr. President because apparently we can call anyone that now. <laughs> Thank you. Please do. Thank yes, you, but Mr. I, I, I absolutely get your point. And here's a great example of Kristen Welker fact-checking Trump but doing it wrong. There was one fact check that was thrown into the actual edit of the interview, and it was the wrong fucking fact check. And by the way, this is Tiny Trump. This is where Kristen Welker spoke oh, okay. to, to Tiny Trump. Um, let me see. Yes, here we go. So this is it. This is Tiny Trump and Kristen Welker's little fact check of what Tiny Trump has to say. Democrats don't want to be radical on the issue. Most of them, some do. They don't want to be radical on the issue. They don't want to kill a baby in the seventh month or the ninth month or after birth. And they're allowed to do that, and you can't do that. One important fact check we do want to highlight, abortions later in pregnancy are exceedingly rare. Okay. <laughs> Wrong thing. Wrong. Okay, so in that little run by Tiny Trump where he's talking about all these ridiculous made-up things about the Democratic position on abortion, the thing that Kristen Welker should have fact-checked in that run is the most nefarious thing that Trump says in all of the nefarious things that Trump says. Yeah. And that is that Democrats want to kill babies after they're born. That should have been the fact check. That should have been the thing that Kristen Welker breaks in and goes, hey, you know what? That's complete and utter nonsense. Not a single Democrat is in favor of parents being allowed to kill their children after they've been born. So I even, wish I even when they fact check, they screwed up the fact check. I wish I had caught the last few words of what he said there. I mean, I wish I had memorized them verbatim because basically what he said at the end of the clip you just played yeah. is uh, you, you 
you can do that, but you you can't do that. You're are you're, you're allowed to do that, but you can't do that. Yeah, well, which yeah. which is it? <laughs> I you know. know. Uh, I know. Yeah, and and yeah, anything. If you yeah, it's called murder. If you mm-hmm. kill a, a, a living person who's living independently outside of another human being's body, yeah, that's that's murder. And yeah, it's I, last time I checked was still illegal. Right, right. Well, also the fact is that there are many babies that are born with catastrophic terminal illnesses and birth defects. And what Democrats want to do is be able to give parents wide latitude as far as how those infants should be treated, whether they should be treated at all, whether they should have palliative care rather than extreme and painful life-saving measures applied to a baby that is absolutely going to die. And so therefore, that's the nuanced discussion that's happening here, which Donald Trump is taking and turning into through his lies and worm-infested brain, turning that into Democrats want to kill babies after they're born. That is one of the most awful things I've ever heard a politician say in the history of politics, extending even far beyond just American politics. Certainly a winner so for most. Yeah. Certainly a winner for most outrageous lie. Yeah. Republicans, I'm sorry, I meant fascists, want to <laughs> not only control what happens in your bedroom, mm-hmm. but they want to control what happens in the exam room at your doctor's office. Yeah. They want to control what happens in the surgical suite at your hospital They, uh, with you in it. Uh, they want to control every aspect of this because that's what fascists do. Yeah. And so if you think our description of the Republican policy doesn't make them fascists. Uh, we're on a different planet. There are states like your home state of Florida, yes. state of Texas, and several others that are well on their way to being fascism if they're not fascist already. And so, and I would argue, and there are many people who uh, are experts at analyzing this kind of thing, who would absolutely say that the states of Texas and Florida are fascist states. It oh, yeah. Come so, down to that. yeah. So, side note on that, uh, the DeSantis government now telling Floridians under the age of 65 not to get the new COVID vaccine. If you're un- under the age of, everyone under the age of 65 should avoid the new COVID vaccine, according yeah. to the DeSantis government. People will die because of that decision, because Absolutely. of that policy, yep. because of that announcement. It is disinformation of the worst kind it's it's second only in the egregiousness of that lie is second only to the one that bob just outlined about uh democrats wanting to kill babies <laughs> staggering okay. well you know what let's i i'm not going to do the thing where we sit here and we play constant clips of donald trump lying on uh-huh. uh, meet the press okay so what i'd like to do instead uh-huh. is just go through the fact check and i've got politifact right. pulled up here and okay. we'll just go through some and obviously when you fact check Donald Trump, <laughs> everything it, is a lie. <laughs> everything is a lie. Plus, it's mixed in with just horrible, horrible, reprehensible behavior in the context yeah. of that interview. Right. I, right. I, God, I started yelling so much last night, and obviously we weren't recording it, but Kimberly and I were talking about this last night, and I, I was <laughs> getting so animated about my disgust with all of this mm-hmm. that uh, Kimberly actually had to tell me, uh, Bob, indoor voices, because yeah. I'm sure all of our neighbors heard me ranting about it, and it had to do with the fact that we have such broken bullshit detectors in this country. There are so many people who just have lost sight of what good character actually means because the way Donald Trump behaves is whiny unequivocally. I mean, I'm talking about you set us politics aside. He's got this whiny plaintive 
tone of voice that I don't know why people don't hear that and go, uh, why is he whining so much? Instead of, what a strong leader. It's just insanity. And then the other thing is, he is so clearly guilty. I mean, yeah. everyone well, prior I- to Donald Trump who acts like this, even people right now who act like Donald Trump acts while under legal scrutiny, we automatically go, well, that guy sounds guilty. That guy absolutely did these crimes because that's the way guilty people behave. And Donald Trump behaves like nothing but a guilty person. And somehow half of the voting population of this country are like, oh, he's completely innocent. I mean, you know a democracy is broken when the world's most notorious liar is believed to be the only person telling the truth and who is therefore authentic. It drives me crazy. Okay. Well, let me just interject here then before, because we're in a a dark place here. I think we need just (laughs) to let in just a a little bit of light. Uh, And then so the logical question for me is, now that you've spewed what you've spewed is, okay, so what do we do about it? Well, I think I have the answer to my own question. Mm -hmm. And you can... You can join in and correct me if you think I'm wrong, but I think the answer is voting. Yeah. And here's here's what I'm worried about. With and I, maybe we'll come back to this crap about Biden's age, but that is, according to the media, uh, one of the big stories now. And of course, the media has made this worse. And of course, we're way far out from the election. And as I've said before, and I still mostly believe, I still believe what I've said in previous weeks, and that is that once you sit down or stand up to fill out that ballot. Uh, and you have a choice between the old guy and the crazy, crooked fascist that you're going to feel very kindly toward the old guy <laughs> and vote for him. I hope so. That's, that's what I think. Yeah. The trick I've realized over the past week, Bob, the error in my thinking mm. over the last week, Mr. President, is <laughs> that I, I the trick is going to be getting people to actually, getting Democrats yeah. to actually vote. Because... This bashing, this Biden bashing that's gone on mm-hmm. has seriously, I think, dampened Democratic enthusiasm. Now, I yeah. know we're still a year out, and I know abortion's a big fueling issue to get us to the polls, as it should be. Uh, but I worry, uh, will, like I said, I think when it comes down to the choice, people will choose Biden over Trump, if that's what the choice is, or uh, a, a Trump uh, lookalike, uh, as it were. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, somebody Trumpian. Uh, if it's if it's Biden or a Trumpian, then I think uh, the choice is easy. If we can get people to vote, if Democrats fail to show, uh, then we're screwed. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we've said this before that we've got to turn out. We've got to turn out bigger and better than ever. The stakes are a, a matter of life and death this time. Uh, more than, uh, well, for maybe for the first time in our lives uh, that it's been this serious. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's certainly motivating factors. But unless we get people to the polls, we can't fix the threat that is posed by what you're about to hear. Well, and to be clear about my position on this, while I'm desperately warning about the stakes of this election and the next, I don't know, the next dozen elections, maybe half dozen, at the same time, I'm pretty confident that Joe Biden's going to get reelected. I feel pretty good about Joe Biden's, our chances. I feel pretty good about democracy's chances of being victorious in 2024. It's just there are lots of moving pieces that could send yes. it wildly off the rails. And that's right. and what I sometimes still, worry about. Yeah, Still a long ways out. I think people, yeah. if if they will step up to make the decision, will make the right decision. Yeah. I worry that all the, the bashing, this phony baloney impeachment inquiry the the where it's a verdict in search of a you know it's a 
Yeah, it's a sentence in search of a verdict, <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah, to, yeah. Use, to use the Alice in Wonderland uh, analogy. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, there's nothing there. There's this, um, the media hammering away, the media convincing people, don't you think, it's almost like they're asking people, don't you think Biden's too old for this? Yeah. It's the media that's, that's encouraged this and built this up. I just worry about all these things building up to a point that it dampens Democratic voter enthusiasm. And if that happens, then this guy you're about to hear yeah. corrected wins. And by the way, Lawrence O'Donnell had something to say about the media hammering this. Stop the hammering! <laughs> yes, yeah, I wish I wish you would speak up more about things. Yes. <laughs> okay, so uh, here's a, a very brief PolitiFact fact check of some of the ridiculousness that occurred in this Meet the Press thing. The fact check, which, by the way, was buried by NBC News. Yes. How many people listened or watched Meet the Press and then run over to their computer and read the fact check? I'm not talking about those of us who follow politics 24-7. I'm talking about regular people who just happen to catch Meet the Press and are interested in what goes on on that show as their weekly dose of politics. And mm -hmm. they're not doing that. They're not looking to some other source for their fact check. They're taking whatever is said on television at face value. That's what drives me crazy about this. So here is the fact check according to PolitiFact. Uh, Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, quote, last week said, I didn't do anything wrong. And Trump saying that Brad Raffensperger said that he didn't do anything wrong. This is wrong, according to PolitiFact, totally wrong. Trump's comments could leave viewers with the impression that Raffensperger, a Republican, said Trump didn't do anything wrong when he sought to get Georgia officials to find more votes to secure him a 2020 re-election victory. That is completely not true. The price of bacon is up five times under Joe <laughs> Biden. This is false. The price of bacon rose 30% initially uh, the month uh, Biden took office uh, until November 2022. It did not go up five times. In fact, Tr the Trump, price of yeah. bacon has declined since November right. 2022. Today, the price of bacon is just 11.5% higher than it was in Correct. January 2021. Right, right. right. Uh, Trump said the price of bacon had quintupled. It's 11% higher, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Today's bacon price is only 2% higher than it was at its highest point during Trump's presidency in September uh -huh. 2017. So that's something that NBC News decided not to include in their right. interview. So let's see what else. You have some, oh yeah, this is the abortion one. You have some states that are allowed to kill the child after birth. And then PolitiFact says, we have rated similar claims false. Killing a baby after birth is infanticide and is illegal in all 50 states, of course. Yes. Uh, before January 6, 2021, quote, I offered two days before, two or three days before, 10,000 soldiers. PolitiFact says, we have rated a similar claim false. There is no record that Trump authorized thousands of National Guard troops for the U.S. Capitol in the days leading up to January 6th. Nancy Pelosi, as speaker, was, quote, responsible for the security at the Capitol. PolitiFact says, we rated similar claims mostly false. The uh, next lie. We have thousands of essentially motion pictures of people stuffing ballot boxes. Tens of thousands, he says. Well, PolitiFact says this lacks evidence. Trump made this statement after mentioning 2,000 mules. That's that ridiculous documentary by right-wing yes. filmmakers about ballot drop boxes used in the 2020 election. 
the movie incorporates research by Texas-based True the Vote, a national organization that has spread misinformation about voting. Georgia investigators found that one of the men in the video, Mark Andrews, was dropping off ballots for himself and his family members, which is allowed under state law. Andrews filed a defamation lawsuit against those involved in making the movie, by the way. So that's just a bunch of nonsense, uh, confirmation bias that Trump can barf out in any interview that he wants to. Uh, next lie. He says he didn't say he would order the Defense Department to use special forces against drug cartels. A video on Trump's campaign website disproves Trump's claim. Uh, next lie. Biden said he flew airplanes, right? He didn't. PolitiFact writes, we were unable to find any instance in which Biden claimed to have flown airplanes. <laughs> the other one he always says is uh, about Biden said he drove trucks. This feels like Donald Trump projecting. I know you yeah. are, but what am I? Donald Trump was fascinated with trucks. He did an entire run in his rallies about tr- I love trucks, trucks of all sizes, trucks. I love trucks. And he did this whole thing about trucks because he was photographed pretending to drive a truck, which has now become its own ridiculous meme. But the thing is that Joe Biden did once, uh, as a job, drive a school bus, and he once did a ride-along, I think from Pennsylvania to Ohio, in a semi-tractor trailer where he may have driven it during some portion of that ride-along. So, yeah, I mean, look, (laughs) the bottom line in all of this is Donald Trump referring to anyone as a liar has got to be just laughed away. I mean, my God, this is the most notorious liar in the history of liars. (laughs) Yeah, uh, we should note here that uh, a lot of times I'll run it when I when I speak to regular people, Mr. President. Mm -hmm. uh, What I what I find is this attitude of, well, yeah, all all politicians lie. They've always lied. well, yes yeah. and not quite mm-hmm. uh, is the answer to that because although politicians have always exaggerated and told little white lies, generally no one does anything as grandiose as saying the election was stolen or the Democrats kill babies after they're born. These are lies far beyond the pale yeah. and can, cannot in any way at any time be compared to any uh, exaggeration or white lie or out and out lie that any Democrat has ever told. Mm-hmm. None of them. I mean, you could take all the Democratic lies ever told and they wouldn't add up to Democrats kill babies after they're born and the last election was stolen. They just don't. Yeah. Well, you know, the one thing that Donald Trump says all the time, uh, which I believe him about, I mean, the one thing mm-hmm. that he's not lying about mm-hmm. is he has said that he considers his first term to be irrelevant because he deserves a do-over due to the Russia investigation. So that is an indication that if he gets elected in 2024, that he's going to consider 2025 through 2029 to be his first term, a do-over of his first term. And yeah. then, therefore, he would get a second term. And you, That's his first excuse to stay in office, yes. Yeah, yes, of course. But the Constitution says no, but you think that's going to stop Donald Trump? No. I, I don't no. think so. 
No, uh, as we've said before, if he takes office, uh, he will not leave. And uh, uh, claiming that uh, his second, you know, claiming that a third term is really the do-over of his first term, uh, that's that's going to be the first step yeah. toward not leaving ever. Okay, so we are uh, full of piss and vinegar today, but I think uh, rightfully so. So we're going <laughs> to gonna take a short break and come back with more piss and vinegar. Having yeah. to do with this interview, Oliver Darcy yeah. from CNN yeah. wrote a, a pretty scathing review of it. And uh, also, Tiny Trump confessed again. So we'll talk about those couple of things, plus Trump's anti-Semitism all over Troth Central over the past couple of days, uh, plus this bombshell uh, story from ABC News about Trump's assistant. We'll get into that and more Uh. on uh, the Big Tuesday show back after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out. Unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch. Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska! All-time favorites all day long! After all the great Heather Lynn Horton and the lead track from her brand new album is called uh, 
Well, the album's called Get Me to a Nunnery. And the song is called After All This Time. And it is lovely. I This album is, is incredible. It drops in just a few days. Uh, if you're listening on or around September 22nd, if you're hearing this podcast around that day, get yourself to your favorite digital music platform and go download this album now. You will not regret it. It is a uh, wonderful piece of music here. Yeah. And uh, yes, we all love Heather Lynn Horton here on the show. Who? I yeah. no, I I love I love this the name of the album first of all. Get, <laughs> get, get me, me to a nunnery. nunnery. Yeah. Uh, I, I, this song I really could relate to the the first few lyrics that I heard and it said after all this time I'm still getting to know you you're still getting to know me. I, I find that's true after being married to you know yeah. uh, many years. <laughs> Um. Uh. Yeah. It's 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 still a discovery process. Absolutely. So yes, very profound words and uh, yeah. music from Heather Lynn Horton. Heather Lynn Horton. By the way, she is the wife of the great Michael McDermott, who we uh-huh. also love on the show. Yes. I I think I said this before. I'll say it again. That's too much talent for one household. <laughs> It very much is. And boy, would I love to just hang out at their house. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Just, I mean, just listen. Be, be yeah. The best? yeah, just I'll be over here in the corner listening, yeah. Okay, so uh, Tiny Trump confessed again. This time he sure. admitted that the decision to overturn the 2020 election was his. <laughs> and by the way, there goes well, the advice of counsel defense. Yeah, oh, I, all of this can and will be used against him in a court of law, but yeah, yeah. Uh, he he did also he also denied it later. So he, he contradicted <laughs> himself. He, he said he did, he said he didn't. Anyway, here's here's the one that's the lie. Yeah, here we go. Were you calling the shots, though, Mr. President, ultimately? Uh, as to whether or not I believed it was rigged, sure. I, okay. I, it was my decision. It was his decision. Yeah. Yeah. So there and that is. will Thank that you. will be used against him. But uh, later in the interview, he said it, it was. Uh, I think he's hanging it on John Eastman. <laughs> so yes, because he's such a strong leader. You know, but there I mean? is increasing evidence, increasing testimony, and increasing uh, testimony from the woman you're about to discuss uh, th- that uh, it was Trump. That Trump was the the center of this wheel, the hub of this wheel. Yeah, who's the woman I'm about to discuss? Uh, Molly Michael, his secretary. Oh yes, uh, yes, yes. We're gonna get to that. Yeah, yes, just just yeah. one second. Okay, you well, bet. Yeah, no, I, I, I was te- I wasn't jumping into it. I was <laughs> I was teasing that it's coming up. All right, I thought there was someone else in the context of this that I was missing. No, like, oh no, shit, no, what no. did I forget? No. Um, but yeah, Oliver Darcy uh, wrote a great piece uh, for Reliable Sources. That's the CNN newsletter, and just tore this interview apart, which was nice to read. But at the same time, I'm like, good Lord, does CNN not remember they did a horrible town hall with Donald Trump where there was a bunch yeah. of sycophants the, in the audience asking stupid the, questions? The, the Welker interview was every bit as bad or maybe even worse than the CNN town hall. Yeah, yeah. So in all, that regard. Right, right. That was one thing I was clear to say on Twitter over the past few days, which is that, yeah, NBC News really fucked up this time. But you know what? They're not the only ones. This happens on every TV network that... Uh, isn't one of these sort of far-right agitprop networks. Just the legitimate news organizations have done this time and time again. This is something, and in fact, we talk about hosts of Meet the Press, and uh, was Chuck Todd worse than Kristen Welker, or is Kristen Welker worse than Chuck Todd, or Tim Russert? I see a lot of love on the internet for Tim Russert, and I'm going... 
I remember Blogosphere 1.0, and we were merciless on Tim Russert. Tim Russert was no saint when it came to hard-hitting questions. He would back off just as much as uh, the subsequent hosts of that show, including David Gregory, who hosted Meet the Press for a period of time. Gregory was worthless. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, Oliver Darcy wrote, Trump clearly smelled weakness in the air, taking control of the interview as he ignored Welker's hopeless yet constant pleas to, quote, stay on track and continued flooding the zone with outrageous lies. He also said uh, Welker allowed Trump to make a number of statements wholly untethered to reality and a range of critical issues without tenacious, resolute, or meaningful pushback. And again, they could have included that. They could have done it because it was a pre-recorded interview. It's not like they were slaves to the moment or anything like that, you know? She she had time to prep for this, and uh, she already knew all of the lies he was going to say. You and I could have sat down and predicted all of the lies that he told, all of the lies that he would tell, and we would have been absolutely correct. Yeah. Uh, she could have done the same. She could have easily, based on his track record and the fact that he always repeats the same lies, yeah. she could have sat down and made a list of the lies he was likely to make and mm-hmm. he, that he, in fact, did make yeah. and, uh, and be prepared with uh, facts to push back. NBC, in the three days they sat on the 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 digital recording of that interview uh, had plenty of opportunity to add uh, chirons, to add uh, superimpositions at the bottom of the screen mm-hmm. that would uh, fact check in in real time, as it were, yeah. uh, the, the lies as they were being spewed. There were multiple ways, and, and perhaps both methods should have been employed, there were multiple ways to fact check this interview was some kind of secret deal made here. And and by the way, uh, there's reason to believe that this interview was conducted in violation of the NBC handbook for uh, the handbook for NBC News employees. <laughs> there may have been things done here. And 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 there's there are also reports that uh, an internal investigation is underway to see if some kind of deal was made with Trump's campaign not to fact check this in real time. Yeah, the goal with this interview was 100% about ratings. Right. And right. Short of that, nothing else matters. Giving Kristen Welker a big send off, and and what it did it was it it made her in her very first week. Worse than Chuck Todd. Absolutely. So uh, let's see what else here from uh, Oliver Darcy. Lacking any noticeable fire in her belly, she at times timidly tried to set the facts straight, but Welker lacked the necessary fervor and apparent grasp of the subject material the massive platform requires to effectively counter Trump. Yeah, I mean, this isn't difficult. Remember that show on VH1 for a while called Pop-Up Video? Where they would uh, play, a yeah, mu- oh yeah, 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 yeah. They would just play a music video, and then those little things would pop up on the screen, yeah. giving you Whoop. little details about what was happening in the video, little behind-the-scenes factoids and things like that. Whoop. Yeah, you remember that's that? The, oh yeah, you were doing the noise. That's I was. That's the sound it made. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, and and that was the thing. That's what they could do with these interviews, at the very least. I mean, they could also break in. They could also include the fact check in the edit. I mean, it would make for I, a herky-jerky interview, but still, I would. I would want it to include the sound effect. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. boop, boop, boop. yeah, I don't even know. I don't remember boop. what the sound was even. But I remember what it looked like. And it seems yes. like, well, just borrow that for God's sake. That'll work. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so, yeah, I think you get the idea. Kristen Welker completely fumbled 
her first big interview. And it, did, I, it doesn't I, matter because they got the ratings. They got the thing that they wanted most. And so there and because and, be, and because she dined with, uh, you know, Trump lackeys, uh, <laughs> I, you know, and even if she paid her own bill, which is required yeah. by the NBC employee, uh, NBC News employee handbook, even if she paid her own way, uh, she, she still got little trinkets she could take home yeah. that are of no real cash value, but uh, a reminder of the lovely evening she had with the Trump folks. I just, you know, the thing that uh, really disillusions me is when I get the sense that the television news media doesn't take this shit seriously. <laughs> it's just like they go into one of these things and it's just like, well, this is a game. It's a game. It's a game for yeah. ratings. It's a show. We're going to put on a show. And that's, that's what they what did. It, they put on a show. Yeah, it's about numbers. It's about they, they really, corporate media really wants to win back the the Republicans, the the Trumpists that they've lost, the yeah. MAGA people that they've lost over the last eight years, and it's not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, the the trust level for these organizations among MAGA is uh, in negative numbers. Yeah, deep deep into negative numbers. Nothing these networks can do. And so what they're doing, it's like. Imagine, and again, I hate to use like Hitler as a comparison, but he's 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 good for something, and that's this, and that's this kind of comparison, yeah. and that is that. Imagine you were looking in, in Germany at the rise of Adolf Hitler, mm -hmm. and you have a company, and you think, well, gee, maybe if we kiss the Führer's ass, uh, he won't he won't kill us when when yeah. he becomes all powerful. That's what the networks are doing. They're preparing themselves for when Trump goes after journalists as he will, uh, the, the networks are trying to buy some insurance for themselves yeah, uh, to make sure that he doesn't, in addition to uh, trying to both sides everything to win as many viewers as possible. You know, they want to they wanna make it a horse race uh, because horse races are exciting, and that's what sells clicks. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they're, they're going to uh, both sides it to uh, get access to the Republicans and to try to please the Republicans that they're never going to please. Mm -hmm. and, and they're doing it to make sure that when the Fuhrer takes over, uh, they, he has mercy upon them. Yeah. And what we're talking about here is uh, a form of fascism. We're talking about Trump's fascism. We're talking about the mm -hmm. Republican fascism in this country and the movement that's right. gurgling around it when it comes to uh, podcasters and the various other platforms and so on. This is going to end up targeting Jews specifically. And yes. we're seeing evidence of that already. But yes. th in a broader sense, the Jews of this particular fascist uprising is going to be anyone who they refer to as woke. Woke is going right. to be, that's going to be the umbrella term for anyone that is undesirable that needs to be eliminated. And my well, fear is that the word woke is going to go from being a political target to an actual target. And that is the next stage in all of this. And we're starting to see little bits of examples of this sort of thing happening. And especially when it comes to uh, flagrant misogyny, we're seeing a lot of uh, racism, yes. of course. This is obviously a white supremacist movement, a white nationalist right. movement. Oh, yeah, if you're uh, a woman, a minority, if yeah. you're part of the LGBTQ community, if you're a Jew, uh, members of all of these groups, Muslims, all have reason to be fearful mm -hmm. of what could be about to happen. Yeah, immigrants, Mexicans, on down the line. But Trump accused liberal Jews on the Jewish New Year, on Rosh yes. Hashanah. Right, joyous holiday, happy New Year. Yeah, accused liberal Jews on the final day of the Jewish New Year 
uh, of voting to destroy America and Israel. He said, let's hope you learned from your mistake and make better choices moving forward. Happy New Year. Hope you learn from your mistake. <laughs> yes. The mistake was uh, ruin, helping to ruin America. He said, he said, and I don't remember how far back this was, but uh, some time back, maybe it was a year ago, uh, I, think, I think it was last year, in fact, that, that Trump uh, warned uh, Jews to uh, uh, get their act together before it's too late. Yeah. What is, the, what is that other than a threat or at least a very dire warning that something bad is going to happen to you? Right, right. And when the leader of a fascist idiocratic movement says that Jews are going to destroy America and Israel— uh -huh. Right. That, what more do you target. need to say? And, and you, this joins in with Elon Musk's raging anti-Semitism at the same time, yeah, which was yeah, all yeah. over Twitter over the weekend with, regarding George Soros. Sure, uh, because yeah. it was Rosh Hashanah. Yes, but Donald Trump was merely trying to draw contrast between himself and Joe Biden on the issues. Don't you understand, Buzz? That's what the serious... I mean, if you were serious, like Kristen right. Welker and Andrea Mitchell, you, you would be taking that approach and not be, you know, fear-mongering about fascism. <laughs> oh, no. oh, no. Only an aging, uh, an aging former broadcaster would rage about fascism. Uh, serious people would not. <laughs> That's right. Holy shit. Well, and at the same time, there's this gigantic bombshell news story from ABC News. I mean, the disintegration mm -hmm. of the television news media uh, has occupied our time here, but we'd be remiss if we didn't get to this story, which is gigantic, True. having to do True. with the Mar-a-Lago documents case. Uh, we, I keep saying it that way. I need to stop saying it that way. I need to start saying the Trump espionage indictments, something along <laughs> that line. I need to work in well, espionage into when, the whole thing. You know, as I cover this with uh, breaking news on social media, Media, I've, I've boiled it down to two cases. Yeah. The J, basically, the J6 case and the documents case. And I yeah. think that makes it pretty clear in people's minds. Yeah, yeah. Which were documents, Florida, J6, Washington. It's uh, pretty clear that way. But yeah, I mean, if you want to be uh, really honest, if you want to real have a real truth in labeling, you'll call it what you just called it. Say that again. The Trump espionage trial. Espionage. That's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. And, and because, yeah, it does overlap into espionage yeah. law, in fact. Yeah. Well, there are two parts to to this ABC News bombshell about the Trump espionage trial. And the first uh -huh. part is, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10 <laughs> as far as its seriousness, I would say it's an 8. Right. And that's the part about how Donald Trump was writing little to-do lists on the backs of classified documents <laughs> that had be, classified before, markings on them. Unbelievable. Be, before Trump would uh, talk on the phone with a foreign leader, he would be given cards, and it was these it was classified information on these cards yeah. uh, to be put in front of him so he's aware of certain things. Cue cards. Well, it's on, on these classified cards. He would, at the, at the end of it, instead of uh, turning them back over to whoever keeps that stuff, uh, he, he would write to-do lists on the back of them and give them to one of the lowest <laughs> level employees in the White House, yeah. uh, secretary, uh, who, you know, I don't know if she had clearance or how that works. Obviously, she has to have some kind of clearance, but yeah, yeah. Uh, her to-do list came to her, uh, scratched on the back of classified documents as if it was note paper, as if it was scrap paper. The assistant's name is Molly Michael, and she's mm -hmm. noted in the indictment as Trump employee two. <laughs> 
That's who we're talking that's about. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it says here, the note cards with classification markings were at Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate when FBI agents searched the property on August 8, 2022, but the materials were not taken by the FBI, according no, to sources familiar with them. what uh, Michael told investigators. Right. So that is the eight on a scale of one to ten, as far as yeah, seriousness. Yeah. Yeah. The, the FBI agents didn't find this stuff because they were it was under a drawer divider, but the next day, <laughs> oh, Molly found, Molly, who had been uh, Trump's gal Friday, both in the White House and uh, at uh, Mar-a-Lago and at Mar-a-Lago, all yeah. three places uh, during and after his presidency, uh, she found even more of these cards, the classified cards, under a, a drawer divider in, in mm-hmm. her desk. And so she immediately uh, called the FBI, and that's the day that Molly Michael, Trump employee number two, flipped on Donald Trump and provided, as a as a junior <laughs> FBI agent, provided the FBI and the Justice Department with uh, more classified documents that they missed in their search of Mar-a-Lago. Now, here is the 10 on a scale of 1 to 10 story. Yes. Yeah. This one is, uh, this jumped off the page for me. Here's the appropriate sentence. Sources said that after Trump heard the FBI wanted to interview Molly Michael, Trump uh-huh. employee too, yeah, here we go. last year, Trump Sit allegedly down. told her, you don't know anything about the boxes, which constitutes witness tampering. If the Donald F- Trump actually said this, that yeah. is witness tampering 1,000%. You don't know anything about the boxes. He was telling Molly Michael to lie to the FBI can and will be held against them in court. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, they're going to talk to you about the boxes? You don't know anything about the boxes. <laughs> so, so uh, you and, know, and, a, a and, white and, Scottish and, guy wants to be in the mafia. And in, po- in, in polite circles, they're saying, well, we don't know exactly what, what he meant by that. Uh-huh. You and I know exactly what he meant by that. Jack Smith knows exactly what they meant by that. And I think Jack Smith can persuade a jury what Trump meant by that. It's one of those things where you just got to go, well, of course he's guilty. This goes back to what I was saying before, where uh-huh. Donald Trump, when he opens his mouth, he seems very obviously guilty. Like at any time prior to Donald Trump entering the political scene, if we saw any other politician doing this exact thing or any other right. defendant in a criminal case before the uh, Department of Justice... We would automatically go. I don't care who you're voting for. You would say, well, that guy sounds guilty. That's obvious. Do you think Trump gambled at some point that the media would normalize him? That do you think he, he, you know, I'm beginning to wonder if maybe he hasn't worked the media in that respect. That that he's thought, well, they they have to cover, you know, both sides evenly Mm -hmm. so I can say anything I want. He is all at the same time hiding behind political traditions. Mm-hmm. While he claims to despise political traditions and routinely yeah. tears down political traditions, uses yeah, those that's... traditions as a loophole to sashay on through and get away with all kinds of uh, insanity. Yeah, and, I've seen yeah. you. I've seen you say that in in print, and and I think you should keep saying it. That's yeah. absolutely true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He is hiding behind the the concept that the press will not sufficiently push back. He's hiding behind the concept that oh my God, they're indicting a political opponent. That's not what we do in America. Oh, really? You suddenly give a shit about our political traditions in this country? While we saw you for four years as president just completely steamroll those traditions. Are you fucking kidding me?
Okay, we're going to take one last break. When we come back, i uh, got to talk about uh, the best news to come out of Twitter in a long, long time. This made uh, yeah. me smile. This made me cheer. This made me root for Elon Musk's bad decision-making. <laughs> Get a good seat. Yeah, that and more right after these words. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Bob Seska plays more music. Love, 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 love this song. This is the great Bill Toms and a uh, modern yacht rock song here. At least that's how I'm, cla- I'm classifying it. This is a song called Walking on Water. Link in the description at bobseska.com. Find uh, the episode dated 9-19-23. Click on that link, scroll on down, and you'll find links to support both Bill Toms and, of course, the great Heather Lynn Horton. Go do it now. Just, I love way, songs. Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say that Heatherland Horton uh, album once again comes out on uh, the twenty second, so yeah, it's just a couple days away. Yeah. In case you missed it, yeah. yeah. You know, I love uh, I love the brass in that song, and I yeah. think uh, you and I did a very good job on horns that day. I just wanted to say, <laughs> I know you're a fan of peppy horns. I know yes, that's I uh, that's your thing. <laughs> okay, so uh, Elon floated the idea of charging everyone to use Twitter. Fine, do it. Go. Yeah. 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 G- give us your worst. Which will be instant platform death for yeah. Twitter. That would be the end. That's when everyone would go, bye-bye. Jump, yeah. Elon, jump. Yeah, yeah. Because no one wants to pay Elon Musk to use this no. janky platform now. I, I'm he's looking he for char- an excuse to bail. He could, yeah. he could charge a penny a year, and that would right. be the excuse I need to quit. I use the word floated specifically because that's what he did. He's not saying that he's yeah. going to do this. He floated no. the idea to see he, if it sticks to prob- the wall, right? Probably won't, sadly. We wish yeah. he would because then this this nightmare would be over right. uh, once and for all. But he's 
done this before where he says he's going to do a thing and then he doesn't. Or, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah, who knows. But, but I hope uh, he does. I hope he makes this awful, awful oh, choice. Oh, yeah, yeah, we wish yeah. he would jump. We yeah, wish he would yeah. take that leap uh, because then it would give us all the excuse we need to just shut that thing down once and for all. It's yeah. barely functioning anyway. The deal is getting everyone to move to a different place. Well, That's charging, see, charging would, well, oh, to, but see, yeah, you, well, here's, yeah. the, here's the difference between you and me. Yeah. You, in your ideal world, everybody would move to the same place. Uh -huh. But I, I don't think that's going to happen. It's I think it's like we used to have three TV channels and now we have 85 uh -huh. or 100 or whatever. Uh, th th those days are not coming back. Yeah. So I think the thing to do is just to be on all of them. Uh, that's the way to reach everybody, it seems to me. Well, I, I think whatever platform is used by the most number of newsmakers, that's the place that everyone will end up being. So well, if, if the most number yeah, of newsmakers uh, end up on threads, you, for example, or spoutable, you, that's where we'll go. But when you post, do you only want to reach newsmakers or do you want to reach people? Well, I mean, I mean, as far as my personal preference, that's a little different. But I think generally yeah. speaking, I think people in political Twitter want to go where the newsmakers are. You know, right. I know like when I talk One to Kimberly, for example, yeah. she always references the fact that, uh, well, where is Ted Cruz going to go? You know, wherever Ted Cruz goes, that's going to be the thing because uh, there are going to be a lot of liberals who want to clap back at Ted Cruz. <laughs> and, and that's just like a, an example. That's like a metaphor right, for right. where we end up. Because, so it's become, it's become about trolling then. Yeah, yeah. You find that the thing that you want to do the most is yeah. is to yell at the other side. And that's yeah, what the see, I, media yeah. does. Yeah, I mean, that, I just bring news to the people and yeah, uh, yeah. the occasional comment and, <clears throat> and, and then I walk away. Right, right. Well, what makes Twitter such an active platform? And that is the fact that all of the newsmakers are there. You've got presidents, you've got heads of state, you've sure, got celebrities, and they're all, yeah. yeah, they're all conglomerated in the same area. And right. the goal then is to be, is to transfer that group of people, that group of newsmakers slash influencers over to another place so we can all... You know, yeah. congregate well, around and I, them, and, yeah. I, and, and I absolutely want to be where the newsmakers are because I want to hear what they have to say. Yeah. But then when I turn around to speak, I want to speak to everybody across all platforms, right? Not just the one where the newsmakers, where I, you know, read the newsmakers. Oh, of course. But what I'm saying is they're going to be the leaders that will kind of dictate where every, everyone else ends up, right? Right. And right. then little yeah. fiefdoms pop up there, little subcultures in that environment, and so. Well the platform that will flourish is the platform that has the most newsmakers, at for, least in for terms all of, of politics, yeah. For, for all of Blue Sky's faults, uh, or <laughs> all its uh, manager's faults, uh, that thing works like a well-oiled machine. I'm really pleased with the sort of mechanical function of that website. Uh, Spoutable, of course, we root for because we root for Christopher Boozy and yep. the, because here's a guy doing the right thing and, mm -hmm. and, and a more pure of heart uh, place on <laughs> yeah. social media, yeah. certainly. Uh, so... Yeah, I, I look forward to that. Right, right. Uh, and with Blue Sky, I think one of the reasons why it's functionally good right now is because it's still closed to the general public. You still have to get an invite in order to use it. Ah. And so there isn't a glut of users dragging right. down the load times and so on. Um, and with Spoutable, I just want to add the benefit of Spoutable. Christopher Boozy is not one of these billionaire tech bros. Right. And that's right. one of the things that makes Spoutable so appealing. Plus, he's Amen. listening to users and what users yes. want to oh, see yeah. on the platform, and he's developing those things, those suggestions as part of Spoutable. Strongly recommend Spoutable, mainly because, you know, everyone's conglomerating around threads, including me. But you know what? Still Zuckerberg, and Zuckerberg's yes, got a right. horrendous track record when it comes yes, to this he does. shit. 
So we seem to be trading one billionaire tech bro for another billionaire tech bro. And we know what their games are. We know what they're like. And for some reason, we just don't care. And and with Spoutable, you're not doing that. Yeah. 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 So uh, Musk brought up this idea of charging all users of Twitter during a wide-ranging conversation. That yeah, sounds yeah. like how Kristen Welker described her conversation with Trump. It was a yeah. wide-ranging conversation sure where contrasts were drawn on important issues like the United Auto Workers strike. Yeah, that's a great way to normalize shit. Thank you very much. But anyway, I digress. Uh, it was a wide-ranging conversation focused on AI that featured Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Dan Badani says Netanyahu. Uh, quote, we're moving to have a small monthly payment for use of the X system, Musk told Netanyahu. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Claiming that it's the only way I can think of to combat vast armies of bots. His comments were initially reported by Bloomberg's David Lee. So there you go. Please do. It'll be the, the final nail in the coffin. I'm absolutely right. sure. Right. So I, I hope he does it. Keep going, Elon. You're doing great. Um, meantime, the red states are about to go through some things. And by red states, I mean specifically women in red states. Because mm-hmm. infant mortality, maternal mortality are about to go through the goddamn roof in those sure. states. Thanks to Donald Trump and thanks to the Supreme Court and the Dobbs decision. Uh, this is according to the Associated Press, you know, those uh, yeah. libtards yeah. at the Associated Press. And also, we have to include in the blame here the, the Republican legislatures in individual states who are making their own laws to make uh, health care for women more difficult, yeah. thereby also increasing the infant mortality rate. A growing number of rural hospitals have been shuttering their labor and delivery units, forcing mm-hmm. pregnant women to travel longer distances for care, or face giving birth in an emergency room. Fewer than half of rural hospitals now have maternity units, uh, prompting government officials and families to scramble for answers. One solution gaining ground across the United States is freestanding midwife-led birth centers, but those also often rely on nearby hospitals when serious complications arise. The closures have worsened so-called maternity care deserts, Counties with no hospitals or birth centers that offer obstetric care and no obstetric providers. More than 2 million women of childbearing age live in such areas, the majority of which are rural. Ultimately, doctors and researchers say having fewer hospital maternity units makes having babies less safe. One study showed rural residents have a 9% greater probability of facing life-threatening complications or even death from pregnancy and birth compared to those in urban areas and having less access to care plays a part. So these are all red hat voters, Republicans, essentially killing women and children. That's what this boils down to. I I know that sounds like extreme language, but that's exactly what it is. They're making it more likely there will be stillbirths, there will be complications at birth that will kill both uh, women and their infants. And I think we can count on that to happen. I, I'm not sure I understand the Republican fascination with death, whether it's yeah, I don't know. Incur- encouraging COVID deaths through disinformation, uh, encouraging uh, the deaths of mothers and babies because of 
uh, oppression uh, in in medical care and 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 sexual uh, you know uh, in, in our sexual lives mm-hmm. uh, you know they, they or hanging Mike Pence for that matter wherever you go wherever yeah. you look a Republican wants to kill somebody yeah uh, it's it's again their fascination with guns I mean this is a this has become a murderous cult. Well, the, one of the craziest things to emerge out of the last few days is the Republican reaction to uh, these uh, rape accusations against Russell Brand, which yeah. sound to me is they're quite credible. I don't think that you can deny what these five women have said about Russell Brand, including a 16-year-old, by the way. So according to this Sunday Times report, one of the women said Brand entered into a relationship with her while he was 31 and she was still a 16-year-old schoolgirl. She reportedly said he referred to her as, quote, the child during an alleged emotionally abusive and controlling three-month relationship. She told dispatches the presenter once, quote, forced his penis down her throat making her choke, which led her to punch him in the stomach to make him stop. And the Republican reaction to this is, well, the age of consent in the U.K. is 16, so right. I saw what's that. the big yeah. deal? I've seen that. I know that to be their response. It's absolutely true. Uh, as for myself, I'm going to withhold judgment on this until I hear from Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry. God. Ben Shapiro was like, well, yeah, the age of consent, 16 in the UK. So what's the big deal? It was, it was a scummy thing for him to do, but he didn't break the law. You mean rape isn't breaking the law? Are you fucking kidding me? Not, not if they're at the age of consent, Bob. Apparently in the minds of Republicans. And again, this just goes to the mindset of violence or failing to understand that rape is violence and not sex. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just a staggering position to take on all of this. I mean, the... The way that they circle the wagons around these horrendous people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. My friend Mike Redmond tweeted this (laughs) earlier today. He said, transgender people asked to use the bathroom and the Republicans say, someone is going to get raped. Call the National Guard. And then Russell Brand actually does commit rape. And they're like, what is a crime even really? Think about it. That is... That's that's the Republican response. <laughs> yes, that's right. I don't understand what crime is anyway. So what does it matter? But meantime, demonize the trans people for you know using the bathroom that's appropriate to their gender. Jeez, See, if we had Christ. Tucker Carlson around, he could say, "What is crime exactly?" <laughs> exactly right. Mm-hmm. That's you know what? I'm surprised he hasn't posted that video yet. <laughs> so what what is even the definition? Of, what is racism anyway? Yes, exactly. he actually said that. I know. He actually looked into the camera while sitting in a Fox News studio and said, what is racism anyway? It's like, what are you talking, what? You oh realize he's God. just hes just a young Andy Rooney. You realize that, right? <laughs> yes, that's right. Oh, my God. What is it with people who throw away toothpaste when there's still toothpaste in the tube? Don't they know how to roll it up and get all is, the toothpaste out? And because toothpaste is white, isn't that racism? You know the difference between fast people and slow people? Fast people are the first ones to the front of the airplane as soon as it hits the gate. And slow people wait and get their luggage and block everyone from getting out. Don't, don't <laughs> worry, with folks. fast people? Bob and I are going to take some calmatives and try to do the <laughs> shadow docket. 
Yeah, lots more to come on the Shadow Docket, by the way, on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Show. Sign up for the uh, Shadow Docket level. It's $5 a month, and you can continue listening to the show because we're stopping here. But you know what? We continue on our Patreon page as soon as this music is done playing. We we're stopping talking. And, yeah. We're stopping and we're not stopping. Yes, we're going to talk about Jan Wenner and that uh, episode of Ridiculousness. And I have... Uh-huh. Zero sympathy whatsoever for Mr. Winner uh, in all of this because not only is he a horrendous person, but well, I get into it on the Shadow Docket. I'm getting He's the winner of our discontent. Yes. Yes, exactly right. Plus uh, some COVID news as well as some wonderful news to end the show with. This is some great news. I mean, every once in a while. Yeah, uh, we get some uh, uplifting news that we'll present uh, at the end of the Shadow Docket portion of the show. Once again, patreon.com slash Show. Sign up for $5 a month. I think I think we did the math. It's something like 62 cents an episode, something yeah, like that. Yeah. You can afford that. I think you can. So run, don't walk. Get over to the Patreon page and keep listening to the show. And uh, we'll definitely see you over there for lots more things. Okay? Okay. Okay. All right. Good what show. Is, what is toothpaste anyway? <laughs> Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home... Yes, cool. ...or attending one live... No! ...you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement. Other restrictions apply.